morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm wondering about this question. Why did Satan say, if you are the son of God, to Jesus at the temptation? We read in Matthew 4, 3, at the temptation of Jesus, that the devil said to him, And the tempter came and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And again in Matthew 4, 6, at the same temptation of Jesus, the devil again said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will give his angels orders concerning you, and on their hands they will lift you up so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Why did the devil say, if? We know that the devil and his unholy angels knew that Jesus is the Son of God. They declared it multiple times in Scripture. Matthew 8, 29, Mark 3, 11. They declared him the Lord Most High in Mark 5, 7 and the Holy One of God in Mark 1.24. And since Satan is the ringleader of them all, he certainly knows who Jesus is. So why did he say if? One reason, perhaps, that Satan used if is maybe he wanted to create doubt in Jesus' mind as to the faithfulness of the Father. That's what Satan does, He brings doubt and confusion. He did it to Eve. We also know Satan is full of pride, even planning to boot God from his throne and place his own throne higher than God's. So perhaps Satan thought he had enough skill and power to create doubt in Jesus's mind, like he did with a third of the host of angels that chose to follow him instead of God. And if Jesus even doubted for a second, Jesus would have sinned and it would be game over. But I have a theory I think is even more plausible than Satan's potential effort to create doubt in Jesus through the temptation. Let's think about pride. Pride is a powerful sin and it's the first sin found in heaven, Ezekiel 28, 15. It caused a rebellion in heaven and the disgrace and exile of Satan and all the fallen angels who chose to follow him. It is even a more potent weapon in Satan's hands against us puny humans here on earth who have no advantage of being angelic, powerful beings who have personally seen God and his works. We are mere creatures living in the finite world and are polluted through and through with sin, pride among them. If you are in a situation where someone is competitive against you or passive aggressive or behaves in any other way not quite proper, Often they will appeal to your ego as a put down. For example, a peer might 
try to gain advantage over you by saying, if you have all the experience you say you do, then you should be able to handle leading this project. Or a bratty sibling might say, if you're as smart as you always say you are, then go ahead and show me. Kids on the playground say things like, if you're not a scaredy cat, then go across the monkey bars. If, if, if. It's a taunt. It's an appeal to our ego, which underneath, at root, is pride. When we're issued a challenge like that, unfortunately, we tend to display a knee-jerk reaction that's a cover for our defensiveness. We want to defend our honor, our skill, our reputation, whatever's being taunted. So we succumb to the challenge. We want to overcome that taunt. Yeah, I'll show that guy. And when we fall for it, the challenger wins. I think that is what Satan was trying to do. Not to get Jesus to doubt if he was the son of God, because they both knew that he is, but to goad Jesus into defending himself, which of course would take his focus off God. The challenge was not between Satan and Jesus. It was between Satan and God. Satan is at war with God. And at the temptation, he was simply using Jesus as a point of attack in this long war. Jesus knows who he is. He is God. And he's the son of God. Don't ask me how that works. It just is. Jesus has no pride. He has no ego. He submitted completely to the will of the Father and was and is content to carry that out. He did it perfectly. And as it pleased the Father to crush his son, it pleased the Son to be crushed. Just think, how could the King of Glory, who voluntarily left his abode in heaven to become incarnated in finite flesh, and willingly emptied himself, have pride? How could he have an ego that could be goaded? When someone has a great deal of sin, they often see that same sin in others. Satan is blinded by his own pride and his own lust to become king of the universe. He likely thinks everyone else is comp competing for a place too and has pride-driven ego, and can be taunted. And why not? It works on humans every day. So at the temptation, why not use the trusty ego taunt on human Jesus, a Jesus that Satan already believes he will overcome someday, as he declared in Isaiah 14, 13 to 14. Well, Jesus is so firmly rooted to the word of God, he is the word, that he does not need to prove anything to anyone. He is perfect in every way, no sin found in him. He is not defensive, he is not goaded, he is not insecure. Even in cleansing the temple, he was not out of control. He stopped to braid a horsewhip first and then righteously cleansed the temple with zeal for his father's house. 
our lesson is that we must also rest in our identity. We are in the Father as one of his children. We must be rooted in the word, not the world. We don't succumb to taunts to prick our ego, like if you're really a loving Christian, you'd, or if you really believe what you say, then do what I ask. Or if you're not a hypocrite, then you would. We need to be strong in our identity, certain of the promises of God, and calm and patient with mockers. We don't need to prove things to scoffers or overcome taunts or be defensive. If we remember our heavenly home and all the glory and joy that awaits in eternity, we can withstand the tiny pricks of a scoffer for now. Look how Satan ends up. For all his power given to him by God, and all his persuasive abilities, and all the chaos and damage he has caused, he will end up an insignificant worm at the bottom of Sheol. This from Isaiah 14, 15 to 17. Nevertheless, you will be brought down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you, they will closely examine you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities and did not allow his prisoners to go home? We will be aghast. And sadly, many of those people who taunt us or challenge us with if statements will also be brought down to Sheol. At those tempting moments, when we're challenged, we have an opportunity to display a Christ-like reply to those people, as Jesus did to Satan. And perhaps the Spirit has elected such a one to be struck by our love and our certainty of the goodness of God, and perhaps be saved from that pitiful eternity. But we first have to slay that old pride and which is at the root of our ego. Jonathan Edwards said, give me just a second, about humility and pride in his volume of works number one, nothing sets a person so much out of the reach of the devil as humility. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Um.